Yo, real bars are the ill bars. These scars are the only real proof they couldn't kill gods. My coke hand is still sketching out my memoirs. What I did to door panels on them wind stars. Gym stars left cuts in the dinner place. It's new stash spots, the AC don't just ventilate. Take over your blocks, young niggas assimilate. We all break bread like going Dutch on a dinner date. Yo. Y'all know what time it is, and if you don't, I'm going to tell you. It's time for another episode of Don't Sleep on the Couch Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, the one, the only, Hadrico, and I'm rolling with my man. Cash, a.k.a. Exec P. In the building. What's good, people? We back. Yeah, man. Had to skip a day. You know, it's a Wednesday, but, you know, life happens. But technically, as long as you get it out tonight, we still on schedule. True, true. Just a couple hours late, but you know we got to get the people what they want. And after last week, I think the people showed improved, man. So that was our uh, episode eleven and uh, eleven part two. Couch stains was uh, one of our highly most high. I think it was the high, highest viewed one for sure. You know, I don't know about the highest or what it was, but it was a damn good episode. Um, couch stains. We'll try to bring y'all couch stains at least once a month. You know, we. We can't just keep it going. We can't just keep going in. Y'all ain't ready for all that. Nah, definitely. We can't hit the couch stains every week. You know, we ain't a, you know, woman's talk show. But, you know, we can get it in every now and then. And, you oh, know, give us behavior. I see him. Yeah. No, no, no. I'm just saying, man. You know, huh. we ain't about to talk about sex every week, man. Okay. Well, with that being said, look, we got an action pack, a lot of stuff to get to y'all tonight on the show. As always, you know, we hit music, sports, current events. We got our couch potato segment. Tonight, we bringing in what we like to call couch change. You know, we'll talk about that bottom dollar, some money tips, things that we practice, things that we do. Now, let me put the disclaimer out. What you choose to do with your money is what you do. I'm just telling you what I've done, first telling you what he's done, so we can give you all some advice on what you can do in that area. Because if your money ain't right, life ain't right. Of course, we got our coucher of the week. And then we have a special guest coming on tonight to talk about our relationship slash life discussion. So if y'all ready, I'm setting the couch. Cash is in the couch. Let's get this thing popping. Thank you for tuning in to Don't Sleep on the Couch Podcast, a show that's real, raw, and rough. We talk about life, sports, kids, money, relationships, you name it, we got it. So come on in, grab a seat on the couch, and let's get this show started. In the worldwide world of sports, first off, let's give a big shout out to the Women's Soccer World Cup champions. Get to the yellow one. Hey, y'all, they did it for a miracle. Yeah, man. Yo, I was, did you watch it at all? Or did yeah, you no, I actually did. I did actually watch one of the games for sure. I was watching it. And, um, they actually got a great team. This um, I can't think of her name. I I might mispronounce it. Raponi. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. With the uh, I with think the, she the purple, purple hair. hair. Yeah, I love. I'm gonna tell you man. something. I love the way she just kind of she kick her goal. She put her arms out like, are you not entertained? Yeah, I mean, she they put got on, it done. Man. She put on for real. And I, uh, I saw an interview uh with her in regards to her going to the White House, and then she flat out, you know, cussed that in the interview. I won't say what she said, but it was kind of like f nah, I ain't going to the White House, so. You know, she, uh, you know, got my vote of confidence with that one. You know, listen, when it comes down to political views, you know, you can definitely go down a rabbit hole. If that's the way she feels, you know, at the end of the day, it's not mandatory. And if she doesn't feel that 
the White House is that crowning achievement to what she's just done, then she has all rights to do what she wants to do. I did appreciate how athletes in other sports was out and supporting the women's soccer team. LeBron was wearing the jacket. Um, everybody was kind of posting. And when you get kind of that, that World Cup type thing, especially when America's doing well, it almost makes you feel like we're a country again because people support each other. Right, and then on the other tip with LeBron, man, did you? Uh, I know I don't know if you noticed, but he was rocking the uh, the Nike Pride hoodie, yeah, as well. Uh, yeah. So I saw a lot of athletes doing that as well. So the female you were talking about, that uh, Rapoli, and we're butchering her name, so sorry, but you guys know exactly who we're talking about. Uh, yeah, I thought that was that was dope of him and other athletes to rock it and, and support. So. What I liked about it most, though, and before we move on, because I'm not going to sit here and pretend I'm a soccer buff. You know, I know the, I know the concept of goal. Nope, I just, I just watched during the cup, too. That's it. So, big ups. What I, but I, what I liked about this women's team is, like, when they showed them in the locker room celebrating, you know, they still was able to maintain that feminine, have a good time. They was twerking. out there dancing and twerking, you know. But it was still was within tasteful, you know. It wasn't trashy, it wasn't clashy. Right, right, right. I clashy is not really a word, but I'm gonna go with it. But um, so I really appreciate them. So one more time for the women's U.S. soccer team with the gold. <laughs> now next let's up, next, next up. up we, let's move back to the association, ladies and gentlemen. Basketball has not been at a more we take it They basically act like they're doing it one seat at a time. For once, cash. The NBA has parity with Kawhi going to the Clippers. Man. Jimmy Buckets down in Miami. The guy who was a guy that is now the guy <laughs> of a guy. Shout out my man, Kev. Oh, man. It was definitely, it was a good thing. Now, some of the moves that have happened late, some of the low-key moves. These are the moves that aren't the big names, but I think they make big waves. I am not a Lakers supporter, but when they signed Avery Bradley, Yo, that was a strong move by them. You think so? Or, or, or for me, I was thinking about it, but I'm like, damn, I haven't heard from A.V. Bradley or, you know, since he left Boston, like I, he's been in relative obscurity, like as he's, far as his well, game. Or, and he's that's been what hurt. you say. But, you know, he averaged 17 last year for a, a night for, for Memphis. The or, for um, Memphis. Okay. Now, that's the problem. He played at Memphis. Then don't nobody go to Memphis but barbecue. Yeah, so yeah, like, that, like I said, I haven't been paying attention to him, but I, the last I remember about him in the league and actually playing meaningful minutes was in Boston. So, but if he can provide anything close to what he provided in Boston, I mean, all he has to do spot up, shoot, and play defense, and those are two things that he's relatively he good does at, well. That's what know? he does well. Now, with the Kawhi move, as big as that was to me, the bigger part of that deal, Cash, how did how in the hell they get? Paul George too, man. I man, I was uh, listening to Bobani Jones earlier. I think he he described Kawhi perfectly. How he was talking about he's probably the Kaiser Sose of the NBA because okay. you expected a certain thing from Kawhi. Now we don't know what to expect from him, but you expected a certain thing. But you certainly didn't expect him to be like, "Hey, bro, I want you to come play with me and go tell your boss ASAP." And then the boss actually pull off the trade like you know that, it was a power move that was crazy and that was crazy to me as a matter of fact it was one of those moves that i will no longer refer to him as Kawhi Leonard. i'm gonna call him nino brown man because that was a nino brown type move man am i my brother's keeper bro yes i am now don't get it mistaken oklahoma city got a king's ransom for this guy 
five first round picks, two swaps, Dinello Gallinari, and um, I cannot pronounce his name, Alex Shanghai. You know what I'm talking about. I definitely I want to get into that though. Go ahead, do it. So you know, you say a ransom, and I agree, it is in in picks and and all that stuff. But and, it, and it, we can probably touch on it later when we talk about Russ and, and whatnot. But Presty, like, what has he done with? You know, since KD and Russ Harden, like just drafting people, like you know what I'm saying. I don't see anybody on that team that's worth really mentioning over his entire tenure, besides those three, which are of course all MVPs. Like, I'm interested to see what he does with those picks because right now, he, he's looking kind of shaky to me, man. Well, I wouldn't say he's shaky for the simple fact that. Those three people that you mentioned are all three people that he drafted. And so he's made some left. good moves. Well, they left because of different things. Now, Russell Westbrook. $4 million with James Harden. They didn't want to give that man a funky ass $4 million extra dollars to go over luxury tax. But you was willing to do it with Paul George. But you know what, though? Let's be honest, though. Like, give Sam Presti somewhat of a pass. James Harden now, today is not the James Harden he was back when he was in Oklahoma City. So, therefore, how do you project that the ceiling that he is at now? So, therefore, that's not really a fair assumption to say this is what the guy should have, could have, would have did. I believe Sam Presti has done a good job of keeping a small market team relevant in the NBA every year they've been in Oklahoma. Right, but that's his, his job is to project. So, the same way we give him props for the move, the shrewd moves he's made. Like in theory, this is an excellent move. All those picks, like I don't disagree with it, but at the same time, I don't know what he's going to do with that. Is he going to keep the same competitive balance? Because Russ is out the door. You know that he's not staying for a rebuild. Where do you think Russ going to go? I mean, Miami right now seem, is seeming well, like the the lead. Uh, team, but they also talking about the Pistons. Nah, as nobody well. wants to go to Detroit. People in Detroit don't want to be in Detroit. Hey, man, but I think he should get the right to decide. You know, but Ooh. we know it don't work like that all the time. Listen, with all Russell, the work he's put in there, Russell Westbrook, he did eleven great years. But go ahead, come on down to Miami. Um, welcome to Miami, Aminito Amiami. Go and get this heat culture in you, and let's change your life and change your career. You and Jimmy buckets, because then we'd have a guy. And That's a, a guy, guy that makes a guy. So you have a guy times three to make guys. Oh, what a, but I mean, what's the rest of the guys you got? People. <laughs> <laughs> it's not guys. They're just people. So, uh, and when we, as we transition into Russ, man, how do you feel if you're Russ? Everybody keeps saying, oh, everybody's leaving Russ and everybody's leaving Russ. Well, let's look at the people who left Russ, supposedly. James Harden didn't leave Russell Westbrook because he didn't like Russell Westbrook. James Harden left because he got traded and he wanted wanted to stay. Kevin Durant left Russ because he said he wanted to have a different team. But if Kevin Durant has shown you nothing else, Kevin Durant don't always make the most logical decisions because I can't understand for the death of me why you think going to the New Jersey Nets or the Brooklyn Nets, whatever you call them, was better than the situation that you had in in Golden State. So he left Golden State. So why is nobody saying, oh, nobody wants to play with with, with, um, Stephen? Because they don't do that. Paul George, he left, and they're saying, well, he just left Russ high and dry, and they just had the press conference. My man, right now, the hottest name in basketball is Nino Brown, a.k.a. Kawhi Leonard, a.k.a. number two. So I'm going to – And they're forgetting that Paul George is from L.A., yeah, man. So here, here's the thing. I think two things could be true. I, I can, 
I don't think that they wanted to leave Russ or they dislike Russ or anything like that. I think they actually think he's a pretty cool guy. I mean, Paul George wouldn't put on and be at his house with the party and all that. I'm staying here and I'm here to stay. And KD wouldn't meet with him the night before he decides to leave and say, hey, I'm going to stay. And then at the last minute, change his mind. You know what I'm saying? I think they truly mess with Russ. But at the end of the day, you know, he is difficult to play with. Like, you could be my mans and all, you know what I'm saying, huh? But if we work together, that might be a different... I mean, we work in here, but this isn't really at work for us. But, like, if we worked in a job that we necessarily didn't, you know, day-to-day, if we worked in, in the military day-to-day, you and I might, you know, not fall out, but I might be like, you know what, bro? I don't necessarily want to work with you no more if you do certain things that, you know get on my nerves or that I feel like, Hey, we can't be as successful as a team together. And I think that's, that's just the case. Like it's just basketball It's not personal. Here's the part. Sometimes perception can be very deceptive and perception is, Oh, people can't play with Russ, but let's go to the actual factuals. Paul George just probably had the best year he's had in his career playing with, with Russell Westbrook. Kevin Durant was great when he went to golden state, but Kevin Durant was made and built what him and Russ forged together. I'm not saying that Russell Westbrook is a pure soul reason for why these people had success, but everybody's saying you can't play with a guy, but yet this guy has made some people look better than they ever have looked before. Does Russ have deficiencies? Yes, he takes poor shot selection. Yes, he's over-emotional. Yes, sometimes he doesn't make the best basketball moves. But at the end of the day, one thing you can guarantee about Russ is from the time he stepped on the floor to the time he stepped off, he giving you everything. He most got. exciting player to watch. I'm telling like, you what, I can't wait for player to watch. I hope Pat Riley finds a way to get it done. And I hope none of this is bias. Huh? I hope none of this is bias because well, he possibly be? might be a heatle. Here's the thing: the Miami Heat make great sense for him. It's a great situation for him. You got a guy in Jimmy Butler who wants to win. That contract, bro. Oof. His contract is atrocious. Seventy. Y'all about to pay two players seventy million. That's. Wait. You know what though? Can I ask a question? We worried about the contract, but apparently Golden, I mean, these contracts, what the NBA showed you this offseason that any contract can be came from under. Yeah, I mean, it, you got to right be situation. creative. You got to be creative. I, anything can, can happen, man. I never thought Paul more, George yeah. would leave. So How could you be more shrewd than it, Pat Riley? This shit is like fantasy basketball right now, man. But anyway. As oh, I, I got some adding fuel to the fire. Oh, go for it. So Kevin Durant's close friend and brand ambassador, Randy Williams, blasted Westbrook. On Instagram, and I'm gonna just read a little clip. No one wants to play with Russ. Everyone blames every everyone blames everyone else except him. When it comes to the Thunder losing, people have bad basketball mixed up with loyalty. Russ is all about Russ. He's more worried about stats versus playing winning basketball. Everyone can say what they want, but owners and GMs in the NBA know the real about Russell and his style of play. So fans can say what they want, but moving forward. To the future, OKC will have to trade Russ, and he will become a better player teammate. He can keep that intensity and competitiveness, but reality is set in. No one wants to play with them. What's the sound effect you had? Which one was the first one? The first one? Right there, right over there. Yep, yep, no. That's trash. That's what his take is. It is complete trash. Let me tell you why it's trash. That's his man's, you know what I'm saying? Nobody blames Russ, and what news circuit is he watching? Are we not sitting here talking about how people blame Russ for why people don't want to play with him? Oh, Russ gets a pass because of loyalty. He stayed with a franchise for 11 years, and you, now you're saying it's a problem that he did it? Oh, he's going to have to go to a different team and change his style of play. Thank you, Cleo. 
You call Miss Cleo because that was a future telling for Miss Cleo. Of course, if he goes to a different team, he's going to have to change some things up. This guy wanted to be noteworthy, and the only reason we even reading it is because he's supposed to be a close friend or associate of Kevin Durant. Brand ambassador for KD. Brand ambassador. So he works for KD. And so and by him doing that, it makes KD look like a better. I get out of it here. It looks. It makes KD look nuts. It makes him look crazy out here. And then you know, as a man, you know, KD got it. now him and Russ got a. It's even more issues if it even if they pieced it up it's like come on man like why you know one thing could be led to another and this wasn't even called for so i hope katie kind of checked this man and, and also hollered at russ on this because this was uncalled for in my opinion it definitely was but you know what let's keep this thing moving up next all right guys sometimes you can't listen to the podcast all day you need to listen to music so we're gonna go to our local officiant for what's popping in the music streets, get his take. Um, I may even chime in a little bit. But Cash, what's playing in your beatbox right now, man? Oh, right now, man, uh, I got two, maybe three albums in rotation on the hip-hop side. Freddie Gibbs and Mad Lib dropped one about two weeks ago called Bandana. Amazing, amazing album. Uh, Freddie Gibbs is probably one of the best rappers that a lot of you don't know. So the people out there that keep saying, oh, it's hard to find good hip-hop. Nah, man, look no further than this Freddie Gibbs and Mad Lib album, Bandana. I played a track uh, with Pusha T on it earlier for the intro. If you like some of those bars off there, I'm telling you, this this album is nuts, man. And I haven't stopped playing it since it came out. Uh, last week, The Revenge of the Dreamers uh, Part 3 came out. So that's a Dreamville album. J. Cole, uh, Boz, Kaz, J.I.D., Omen, uh, and they have a shitload of uh features uh as far as people on there they have ti on there um and some other big names but really that album just rides man i'm not gonna say that you know it blew blew me away but what i will say is it's definitely added to the rotation it's about 15 16 tracks strong and them boys are rapping their ass off on every single track so everything um on that album is fine by me you know but you know time will tell if it grows on me uh, and last but not least on the hip-hop side that I've actually listened to was uh, West Side Gun. So West Side Gun is, uh, you know, out of Griselda Records. Oh, yeah, I know. Yeah, you know who that is? Yeah, yeah. All right, all that's right. the guy. The guy that's a guy. Of a guy. Of a guy. So, yeah, West Side Gun is from Buffalo. Uh, Griselda's been doing their thing along with Benny the Butcher and and many other acts that they have out there. So these dudes have been running the underground thing and they're, they're about to bubble, man. So he came out with an album, Westside Gun, called Fly God is an Awesome God. If you like those those break beats like Pete Rock and, and old school samples uh, with DJ Premier and things of that nature, you definitely need to check this album out. Uh, they have a bunch of in-house producers that are doing their thing, man, and it's gritty, old school thug ass raps and if you want to feel like you you know about to sell a key but you about to you know just work your job at fedex and deliver some packages by all means go grab this album because it's fire ladies ladies fellas too man chris brown look man say what you want about chris brown now hold on i actually got something to chime in on this chris brown one. man first off 32 tracks man 32 tracks, and honestly, the Chris Brown, I'm glad you brought it up. It actually was an album that kind of got a little bit of something for everybody. Yo, you can put that shit on, just shuffle and it's let got it rock. The, it's got the love songs, the Chris Brown. Yeah, 
Yeah, everything like he's great at. They got the dance and stuff that you, the hip hop, the club stuff. But then he got stuff where he kind of going in and giving you some real life topics. Um, he had some pretty good features on there. So some people that came on and spit with him. I mean, some of the, the list of, of artists that came on the track with him. I mean, so much, it's too much. Oh, to man. Name, Look, man. He, Look, he went back, got Lil John, Juvenile, Nicki Minaj, Lil Wayne, Tiger, Justin Bieber. You know, Justin Bieber can always sell something, man. Tony Lanz, um, Trey Songs, Tank. He put, he brought out Tank. When last I heard something Tank? And that song is, man. Yo, he got something for everything, man. He got something when you're chilling with your lady. He got, yo, like you said, man, he got something for everybody, man. And it's not one week track on here. I don't care how you feel about him. This boy is fucking talented. Two hours and four minutes of pure bangers. Um, am I going to say it's the best R&B album? You know, we got a long way to go, but I definitely say he did his thing. Um, to me, dropping 32 tracks, I don't know either you put your heart and soul into it or you just had some songs you needed to get out and get off. But I tell you what, as a listener, it definitely was a good download, even though it took some space. It was worth it. So, yeah, man, that's what he's been doing, though. Huh? Like, he's been, his last album was something like 40-something tracks. So this is uh, this is his new thing, man, and just get a bunch of albums streaming and get his numbers up and... You know, I mean, I know he can make a great album that's 13 tracks and, you know, make a classic. But, you know, he's just choosing to roll this stuff out, man. And, you know, between the last eight months or so, this dude has at least 80 songs that he's dropped from two albums. Hitmaker. Yeah, man. So definitely check out that Chris Brown. But here's a few things that's coming up, though. Uh, Nas, The Lost Tapes Part 2. That's coming out later on this uh, July. YBN Corday, The Lost Boy. And uh, The Game is dropping Born to Rap. So I'm uh, definitely looking for that. And last but not least, my guy, Big Crit. Crit is here. That's coming out this month as well. So I'll definitely give you guys my take on that as soon as I listen to them and have some time to sit with those albums, man. But that that's about it, man. I don't have any new discoveries for this week. You know, I had enough on my plate. A lot of music is coming out now. So, you know kind of busy listening to those man but check out the ones i mentioned boom so you know we got the music that's a good music segment as we transition next thing you know all right y'all you at home you got some time you need to get on that couch you can come a little potato so we call this our couch potato segment where we're gonna go over shows that you should definitely watch things that's netflix approved and worthy and some things that we may be watching um certain things that i don't want us to recap because i ain't seen it all yet but um I will tell you, Netflix, everybody's doing their thing. July 19th, not too far away. We talked about it last part, and I want to keep pumping it again. Last Chance You is coming out soon. Snowfall is coming out soon. Yep. And for all my orange to black people, they got another season, season seven. I just can't believe that show is going on for seven seasons. Yeah, man. Like I said, man, I you know, I liked it at first, but, you know, I've, I had to catch up. But, you know, I'll catch up eventually, you know, when, when I got some time. But. I literally just finished the shy last week over the long weekend. Man, phenomenal show. Appreciate the recommendation, Cash. Definitely was a good one. Um, and I'm on Stranger Things. And I know every, most people have seen all of it already. But I called Cash. I said, Cash, so last week you mentioned Stranger Things. And I ain't really never seen the Stranger Things. Can I just start in season three? He's like, no, nah, you need to go back to understand the portal. And I'm like, the portal? But you know what? I watched it and I'm oddly very interested in whatever the hell these little kids got going on. Hey man, like like I said, man, it's a it's a good show because I'm not a big sci-fi guy. Like, you know, I don't I don't have my, you know, discography or whatever the case may be. It's really not heavily into that. But these these kids actually can act and you know it's a really good story. You know, you can watch it with the family. I'm pretty sure your kids probably into it as well. 
if you ask him about it, man. So it's a good one, man. But, you know, I don't appreciate my son kind of, you know, breezing through and watching without me, you know. You know, hate hate that, man. My wife does the same thing, man. Does your listen, wife do that, man? Like, listen. Just breeze past in the show as soon as you ain't at the crib or if you sleepy, they just like, you know what? If you're not ready when they ready, they just passing you up, man. Look, my family, I know we're going to have a series and we're watching it. You get you fall behind. Listen, we don't have no Aramis Creed. Savages. <laughs> we will leave a viewer behind and we, <laughs> we we probably won't try to tell you what's going on. But, um, for example, when I came home today, my wife's like, we've we been watching season two of, of Strange Things. We on episode six. You got to catch up. I mean, I'm on episode one. So, I mean, I don't know how I'm, I'm not going to catch them tonight. So, that, I can't even talk to them about TV for a little while. Right, but right. It's a lot of good shows. But you know what's funny? When you start talking about shows, the world is upside down about okay. the Little Mermaid being black. Man. Yeah, man. Uh, true, you know, racism still alive. They just if be they concealing crazy it, man. about that, what are they going to do when they find out Jesus is black? <laughs> <laughs> The look, mermaid turned them off. What they gonna man, do? Then? Uh, you know they had hair like wool. They had people like Christians for Christians. I think out here, like what the hell? Talking about not my Ariel. What? Who? It's a Disney movie. What the hell? Not, they said it's not wrong my Ariel. with people. That's probably the same person who was saying not my water fountain, bro, bro. I, not my bathroom. Yeah, I have like you. Not my seat on the bus. Like I, we laughing about it, but you at this point you gotta laugh from from being so serious about this shit because it just blows my mind how dumb people can be and how racist they can be on the smallest of things but let, let me let me open you let me wake you up i always talk about stay woke let me put you on to something else they're mad and i say there and if you're not mad about it then i'm not talking to you but if you're upset about it then listen to me hear me out you upset that the little mermaid is black but you wasn't upset aquaman was a red-headed white man but he got replaced by a Hawaiian. But because I guess he had a beard and long hair, was that okay? And some abs, you know what, you know what I'm saying? saying? So, yeah, it was fine But nobody complained about that. If you think about it, every ginger person who ever started has been replaced by somebody else. But we not complaining about that. But we complain because Ariel is black. Now, the sad part about it is it has sparked internet controversy that we laughing at. But really, some of it, to me, ain't really too funny. So no, now no. every movie poster that's going on, they making fun of it. I seen a love and basketball, but you had a white man, a white woman, and they holding the basketball. Right, right. So now they trying to put um, Caucasian people in African American roles, and then now they putting black people as in white if, roles. As if Caucasian people didn't have majority Us. of the roles and and get the lead roles and get treated a certain way on set. Like actors, has, black actors been going through this, black Hispanics been going through this type of thing in the acting game forever but the second that you know uh you know a person of color starts to rise and she's just the voice and you know and this this is a young lady like she can't be no more than 19 bro 19 20 years old and it's the world we in it's vicious man but yeah but the thing i don't like about it is the internet the stuff where we putting you notice when they put the caucasian in the black role they don't change the name of the movie but yet when they put the black person in the role, they want to change Lord of the Rings. You know, are they doing some other stuff? Were they talking about Mona De, Mona De Lisa? Like, yeah, it's just like little, it's little like jabs. It's like low-key jabs. Yeah. But the sad part is some of us liking, sharing, and posting it because it's funny. Now, I do get you got to have a sense of humor. And I can go online and say I ain't seen none of them that I thought was kind of funny. When they had Christian Bale as Obama, I thought that was kind of funny because I have a sense of humor. 
But at the same time, low key, they really just continuing that behavior and making jokes out of it. You know what I always look for in these instances on social media and everybody sharing these things? For two things. What you looking for? I look for my white friends to see if they're sharing it. Uh-huh. And then I look for my white friends to see if they're defending what's going on. You know, you know what I typically see? What you see? I don't see a lot of my white friends sharing it, which is a good thing. But I see none of them defending the bullshit that's being put out there by other But you know why? Because don't nobody want to cause them waves. Don't no want Let me tell you something. I have one friend that does it. Don't nobody really want to cause waves. And honestly, since we've had this last election, I feel like some of the closet racism that's been affecting our country has just kicked it. They are, they're out of the closet. Yeah, they They've like came out mug. of the closet like, you know what? This is how I feel because we've been given this narrative that it's okay. First off, it's not okay to hate anybody, whether you black, not like white, whether you white, not like black, whether you're not like brown, yellow, purple. We all people, we all bleed. Everybody bloods blue inside. And when you come out, it come out red. And if it don't, you got a medical issues. You need to go to the doctor. Precisely. So I really think there's no place for any of it. But at the same time, it's the world we live in. And what kills me is when you get a Caucasian person who will say, oh, no, there's no racism. I had somebody tell me before. There's no, there's no racism in the military, and the Man, devil, the devil listen, is a liar. It's just, it's just concealed, and that's all, that's all it is. You know, I had somebody saying, you know, at the job, and I won't mention who it was, but it was just like the whole by Felicia thing and all that. And I was like, you know, what movie that come from? It comes from a movie. It's like you just, like they'll take whatever they want to take, you know, and and do whatever that they see think is funny but you know won't defend and that that's always my problem and i don't care if you don't want to cause waves like right is right and wrong is wrong and if you see your friends doing it and sharing it it made me just on your page and they be they may be bold enough to share it out to the public with everybody else or just share it with you directly if you're not checking it then i can't respect you on that man and, and that, that's really really it man that's all i got to say about that it's a tough one because i think racism and prejudice goes both ways. It's not just a white thing. It's not just a black thing. It's not just a Spanish thing, Asian thing, or whatever race, color, creed you are. It's a, it's a human thing. We got to do a better job of that, getting that together all together. So with that being together, let's talk about another topic together. Yeah, man. What we got next? Oh, it's time. Time to talk about that. We got we got to go to our new segment. Oh, the relationships. No, no, no. We ain't got that yet. We got to talk about this money. Oh, money, money, money. Oh, I got you. I got you. We I got something for about, that. Oh, you do? Uh oh. Look, it's all bad, it's all real. Huh? Riding, it's a big tall hills, big fat checks, big large bills. Got to get to that point. Like ten car wheels. No, y'all can't cold. hear us. I give Ross chills. I can't hear the music in YouTube. Man. So kill, I kiss him in the mouth. I pop all the pills. Eat in the car. That's my song. I tell you on purpose. I was born to flex. Uh-huh. Diamonds on my neck. What? I like boarding jets. What? I like more than sex. No, but nothing in this world that I like more than checks. Money. What I really wanna see is money. I don't really need a D, I need, need a that. All I back need is a I got bags in the coop Busting out the roof I got bags in the coop Ladies and gentlemen Old folks used to say it a long time ago They used to say No finance, no romance If your money ain't right Things ain't right So a couple things that I want to talk about I bring up on the financial tip so right now, I believe society's got to set up in an emotionless spending habit. What I mean by that, Cash, is when was the last time 
you pulled out cash to pay for things exclusively. It, it's been quite a while, man. Quite one of the, and I think that's one of the traps that they give us. They give you this trap of using this debit card or credit card because the credit card or debit card is an emotionless act. Prime example, if you go to the commissary or grocery store and you say, man, I got $125 I'm going to spend, and you get to the register, and let's say your bill come out to 132 what typically happens? I mean, I'm just just throwing the card out there. I'm not really thinking too much about it. You're not it. thinking too much about it. But what would happen if you said, I didn't take my card in, I'm taking $125, and you get to the register and you got 132 What you going to do? I'm putting some things back. You got to put it back. Ladies and gentlemen, the credit cards, debit cards are an emotionless act. One thing that we do in our family, and I got to give credit to White, put me onto it. We do an envelope system. So basically, at the beginning of the month, we take out funds for certain different things. And whether that be Christmas funds, whether that be gas, groceries, whatever it may be, and we put cash in that certain envelope. And we, sometimes we do it through the bank account because it's easier with the two locations. But we know whatever's in that envelope is what's used on that. And it kind of controls your spending because you now have an attachment to it. When you go to the commissary and you paying for your groceries in cash, or you're going to think twice before you say, oh, I'm going to grab this Tropicana. You better go get some great value. Because when you start thinking about prices, <laughs> you got to think about what you're necessarily doing. So the envelope system is just a way to take whatever you plan on spending and put that amount away and use just that envelope. Anytime you can reduce the amount that you're spending and save on that, you're making good moves. So that's the first thing for couch change. A second thing for couch change, unless you got something you want to add to that. Yeah, so I mean... It's, it's not the envelope system, but I'll, I'll just kind of just briefly touch on what we're doing. It's, it's just really, really old school. It's just, you know, you have your set amount that you put to the side every month or whatever is going to go into your savings. Now, on the flip side of that is whatever is left over in our joint account from that previous month, that gets added on, on the back end or each, you know, every time we get paid. So if we take out 500 and then we have, you know, another grand in the joint account, carrying over for whatever then that's where that goes into savings so we're trying to you know get on that wave and do that more consistently instead of just having one set amount it's like if we didn't use it anyway why not float that over definitely paying yourself is also a great investment a lot of people spend time not paying themselves um i saw a quote somewhere and it says you know you will spend 40 hours a week working to make money but you won't spend one hour a week learning what to do with your money and even and this is what if you have bills and if you can swing it, paying yourself becomes even more important because, you know, now you may want to pay an extra twenty five, fifty hundred dollars on whatever bill, but you still need to give yourself that extra hundred dollars for that rainy day on top of what you may set aside. So sometimes you need to balance out paying yourself versus uh, that credit card. So if you can get rid of that credit card first and just pay it one at a time, too. So a lot of people try to do tackle it all at once. Definitely not the just, way you want to go just, about it. Death yeah. snowball. Yeah, I mean, just pay, you know, pay the payment that you need to pay, but pick a card, pay that one off, don't use it anymore. Try to go, you know, you either take from the, not with the, so there's two things. There's debt snowball and there's debt avalanche. Snowball is when you take that smallest one, you knock it down, then you roll it into the next one and you go on, so on and so forth. Avalanche is when you're taking the highest interest rate and you're attacking that one and going down the back, basically going the opposite direction. So when you're paying these cards off, but that's one thing with the envelope system is it sets up different funds. Ladies and gentlemen, DSC is about to drop a, a bombshell, Woj bomb type secret right here. Don't tell nobody I told you, but guess what happens on December 25th, Cash? 
Christmas. It's Christmas. Christmas. It's a secret, apparently, because every year we get to Christmas, people want to spend money like they ain't got no sense. And go crazy. Like they didn't know Christmas was coming. One thing about the envelope system, you know, we do, everybody has a set amount. So we take the set amount that we're going to give to every individual. We divide that by 12 and we start at the end of at January. That amount is put in the envelope. So each month it comes up. So guess what happens when Christmas time comes? It's no stress. No nothing. No nothing. Everybody the knows what they can expect. Is there. Everything is situated. And if you want to do a little bit more for whoever in your family that deserves that, then you can choose to do so. Okay. But if you stick to your guns, you won't ever trip about having to get all these different type of things. Pistol Pete. So I'm always going to stick to the guns. <laughs> hey, man, look, that's that's a great idea. I mean, uh, you know, when I was on a single income, you know, way back, way back when with my ex-wife, that's that's what we had to do at the time. Like you had to start from a certain time frame. If it's not January, if that doesn't float your boat and you want to start in June, July, whenever it is. If Christmas is your holiday and you want to give gifts to family and, and make everybody feel whole, which you really don't need to prove a point, but I get it. Some people are all about that season. And when you, when you mention that real quick, also to dive in, when you talk about feeling whole and Christmas, one thing you got to remember, if you say, well, I don't want to do it in January, I don't wait to June, that's fine, but you reduce the amount that you, uh, the amount that you ha- the time you have because now you need to save more. So say, for example, what do you think a good budget for somebody is the half of Christmas. If you was to say, okay, well, I want to spend this much on my kids this year. So, I mean. It just roundabout. It don't really matter. I, I don't know. Like, say, I mean, I got four kids. So, if I want to just spend 200 bucks on each kid. So, you, know, you take 200 and you divide that by 12. Now, you're saying, I need to put $17 away a month to be able to, when it comes down for Christmas time, I don't have to search for that money. I ain't got to dig for that money. I ain't got to look for that money because I already have that money. And another thing that ties into the envelopes, and this is a big key one, man, please pay attention. Your vehicle one day will break down. You will get a, t- you will need a tire. Something will happen. Mm-hmm. Or you may want a new car. Mine broke down today. Why can't you pay yourself a car note? Or if you've already got the car paid off, or why don't you build yourself a fund for repairs? Even if that, say, if you say I put $25 a month, well, times a year, that's $300 towards a repair. $300 to get you, get, get you a tire. And we, we don't mean too. rainy day. Your rainy day fund is your regular savings. That That's not for your rainy day. It's like, specifically man, for your breakdown in your car that's exactly. going to occur. That way, it, it, I mean, it's not stressful. If you need four new tires and that's about, that's going to run you about a cool G, depending on what type of car you got. Your money's there. You got it. And you pay for it and you, you know, no sweat off your back, no stress. So one one thing I always say, man, and this is a key one, broke people have emergencies. People who are financially secure have inconveniences. And you can, you can do it. It doesn't matter what type of what you make, what family, you you know, you know, I went from having, I mean, I'll self-admit shit. I damn, I think I was in the five hundreds in my credit at one time being young and not knowing about it. And, you know, and now I won't tell you what I'm at, but I can walk in the store and get pretty much anything I want if I wanted to file for some credit. Yeah, 523 now. You know, so. (laughs) (laughs) Shit. He's made improvements. And if that was the case, I definitely need to live by the envelope system. (laughs) I'd be straight cash, homie. You you can't borrow air at 523. I'd be straight cash. But, you know, listen, and that leads us into our other couch change topic. And this is actually a tough, sensitive topic to some people. And Cash, what is your feelings towards loaning money to friends and family? It just depends on 
your capability to pay back is how I loan out. Okay. So if, if I feel like you you good for it, whatever the case may be, you know, then I loan the money to you. If you, you know, it's been plenty of times, a few cats that, I, you know, we go out with, hey, man, I forgot such and such. I don't have this amount. Cool. I'll pay you, you know, whatever the bill is. And, you know, they get it back to me. Now, when we talking large amounts, it still goes to that. So when are you going to pay me back? What's the time frame? Did y'all you know ever pay me back for the Apollo? I thought about that. Nope. But uh, I did. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait a minute! Not a, you know that's what we're talking about later. That's, that's post production. But uh, <laughs> I just thought about that. Oh, that shit was like thirty dollars, but it's all oh, good. Man. We'll figure that out later. Just put it in my tab. Anyway, um, but you know what? Honestly, like you, did, like, you like certain people are different. Like you know, I forget. Like if I yeah. do something for you, I don't even hey, exactly think about it. And I think you that depends man. on the relationship. But me personally, friends and family, I think it's a no no. I don't lend money to friends and family. If I if I give you money, I'm going to give you money because if I go there expecting you to pay me back and when you don't, then then that ruins and jeopardizes our relationship. Because some people, you can't let money ruin a relationship. Yes, you can. Yes, you can. You can. Absolutely. You I, I don't I feel care. A certain type of way. I don't way. care if you owe me five dollars or a hundred dollars from a fantasy league that happened like <laughs> a year ago. If shit's yo, real, so yo, pay you, your bill, son. How would you how would you deal with a situation like that? To where I know. We can go off the rails. This shit is unscripted. If a friend, if you invite somebody into a a fantasy, uh, whatever you invite somebody into, but you're working with another friend on this uh this venture, but the friend that you invited in that you thought was good for the money never pays. How do how do you address that situation between those two guys or gals that don't know each other? Well, here's the thing. Um it's not my job to be the go between and the go through. Now, if, if especially you, if you yeah, invited yeah. that person, if but you invited that if, person, so if I invited that person, then I would definitely get with the person. Be like, hey, where we at? Let's see if we can get this square because I brought you into this circle. But at the end of the day, if the other individuals have shown a propensity to speak with each other, man, y'all handle it like grown men. Because when you come to me later with it, you ain't sitting on all this time and ain't apparently ain't been an issue. But now it's an issue. That's one of the reasons, though, what I'm talking about. When you start talking about loaning money to family and friends, I'm not going to do it because it can make things messy. And no matter what happens to me, especially when it comes down to family, when you start loaning money, it's almost like giving them a drug. The drug is I'm going to bail you out if you need help, because what happens? Oh, baby, I need one hundred dollars. You give them one hundred dollars. Next thing you know, when they hit a rock and hard, but guess where they're coming? They come oh, right back. Oh, baby, I need 200. Don't worry. I'm going to give you the 200 back when I get my check. But then when you get your check, something else happens. I know. It very, keep it very simple. I'm not going to ask you to borrow money. And so you ain't got to ask me to borrow money. It's real simple. Now, if we go out, like you said, if we go out and I'm like, oh, cash, I ain't got 20 euro because I need I left my wallet or something. To me, that's different. I'm going to play, I'm going to get you that right back. That's not to me, that's not borrowing money. It's when you call and you dedicated giving somebody that soft story about, hey man, you know, you know. I ain't been able to get none in lately. You know, I'm just trying to fix. No, we ain't got to go through all that. Because with me, one thing I learned, the best word I've learned was no. Yeah, For me, man, like right now, I, I it hasn't happened in quite some time, though, as far as uh, somebody asking for money. And, I, you know, say I hopefully, you know, some of my people are doing really good in life because I haven't had to have that that awkward conversation with anybody about you know hey you know you, you didn't pay me back when are you plan on on paying me back you know you never want to get to that point you want to be like the dude at <laughs> miss society man i ain't gonna pay you man i pay you when i feel like it yeah i don't want that man like so 
Yeah, I mean, I'm just happy that, you know, people are in a good space in their life to where they don't have to come to me for a dollar. But, you know, look, if you come to me for a dollar, for one, have a job. And for one, be right with your money, man. It's special, special cases here. I got four kids and I support a whole family. All right. So, you know, come correct when you come. No, yeah. def- it's definitely, um, it's definitely <laughs> interesting. So I paused because um, a friend of That's ours, great. he posted something on Instagram and it's coming from a dude. So it wouldn't usually come from a dude, but it's just pure. If you know J Maul, nobody's surprised that he would say it. Yeah. Uh, oh, um, yeah. Oh, real quick, while we on the pod, man, if oh, y'all got time, of money. Yeah. Um, hit up. We got a new Instagram pr- thing for y'all to follow, man. It's on. Uh, let me let me get it right so I make sure I say it exactly. Jazz is soul kitchen. It's jazz underscore soul underscore kitchen, man. Listen, she gonna be putting out great dishes and showing you how to cook it and all this other good stuff. Trust me, I just had she had she made some catfish tonight for pre pre production. Yeah, yeah. And let me tell you, the only thing I can say was. So yeah, yeah, that that jazz is actually uh, my wife, people. So yeah, man, it's a, it's a it's a wonder why I'm not, you know, at least 300 pounds and has as much good meals I, I get. So I don't take that for granted. But also, you can uh, follow her YouTube page if you go to www.youtube.com/user/miss Miss Jasmine Wilson. I know she need to change that because you know. But anyway, Miss Jasmine Wilson. Um, you'll find her first video on there, and she's cooking some uh, grilled salmon cilantro. So, and that was amazing last week. And look forward to more videos from her. So, definitely go give her a follow, check her out, see what she's doing. So, you know, we're gonna get, we're gonna get out of the change in the couch, man. Ain't that much change in the couch. So, um, let's keep this thing moving. Is it time? Is it time to get our guests on the air? Yeah, man. Let me uh, let me call Chanel, man. See why he see getting all that what? stuff situated, man. First off, tonight's topics for everybody that wants to get in. We have forty three minutes in, and this is what we you know we always get to that relationship, love, all of the good stuff. Topic tonight's topics. I think there are two good ones. Um, the first one that we're gonna cover is. Wait a minute! It looks like we're calling our guest. And we are back, and we have our special guest. We'd like to welcome Chanel to the couch. Chanel, welcome to the couch. Hey, Chanel. Thank you. Hey, thanks for having me. H- how's your day been going? You been, I mean, you're a busy woman, you know? I am. I am a busy, busy woman. But, hey, I'm here, and I'm, I'm blessed. So. Well, listen, we're going we gonna to try to make sure we don't get you on the couch. You know, we don't want nobody sleeping on the couch around here. So we're going to get right <laughs> into it. We want your candid, raw, and real take. Our first question that I want to pose to you. Uh, what are your thoughts of friends of the opposite sex post marriage, or or you know after your relationship if you're not married? All right, so I'm not married. However, I have been in relationships and I'm in a relationship, so I feel that um, opposite sex friendships are fine. But I think the significant other should know who those friends are. It shouldn't be oh I'm going out with so and so and I don't know who so and so and so is and I like to have a face-to-face. Let's do a meet and greet. I'm not talking about lining them all up and not go down the line and shaking hands like a politician, but I should be able to know if we're out and about, oh, that's such and such. That's that's my my dude's friend, whether it be from high school, from in the neighborhood, wherever. I just would like to know who that person is and now, vice versa. Now, let me ask you a question. And I'm, I'm being devil's advocate here because I actually think what you made was a good point of knowing the person's friend. But the meet and greet, 
is that more of for you to meet the friends or is it kind of a I'm pissing on my territory type thing? Because I know sometimes people can be catty when you wanted somebody to know who is yours and what's yours. And I'm not saying that may not necessarily be the primary reason, but does that play a role in it at all? I think for some people, it may very well be the case. I think that for me, um, in the past, I have taken stuff at face value from the person that I was with and then come to find out that friend, they were really like mess- not their friend. They were messing around. And so for me, I have a sixth sense about things. I believe women's intuition is real and it, it it's spot on. So even if you say that's your friend, sometimes if I'm in the room, I can sense things. And if it's really a friend, then I think you would want me to meet your friend. Like when you have something that you're proud of, you want to show it off or tell your friends about it. So why are you trying to hide me or hide this relationship if that's really your friend? So, so I think. Mm-hmm. Do you ever make your man uncomfortable with just bringing a friend around because here's the things that some women do and i'm asking if you do it to kind of pre-warn the man for even bringing him around every time he's on the phone with her you make a slight comment or hey what y'all texting about or you know what i'm saying like you sometimes women can set the tone for you not to even want to bring you know your female friend into that that you may have had long before that because in fear of how your woman is going to react to you guys's friendship like like you were saying you may be friends with that person well before you guys even met so how do you like make him comfortable with that i had a relationship i was in where i would take phone calls from the opposite sex in front of my my dude because if i'm not hiding anything then i could be able to have a conversation now I might not be like, oh, this is such and such when I pick up the phone, but I'm talking candidly. He could be, my dude could be sitting right beside me. There, in that relationship, the the guy would never have a conversation in front of me. The one where I found out he was really like sleeping with the alleged friends, he wouldn't have a conversation in front of me with his homegirls. And come to find out, there's a reason why because I think the nature of the conversation would have been evident to the nature of the relationship. Now, let so, me, I'm sorry. Uh-huh. I'm sorry. And I, it was kind of goes with what you were saying. And I, I didn't know if you was done. So I do apologize. But no, okay. what happens if say your man has this female friend and they've been friends for a long time and they truly have a genuine friendship to where do you find that maybe you can become jealous of their friendship just due to the fact of how they communicate, how close they are? Does that something that makes you nervous or is that something that's kind of a red flag for you? It depends. I mean, I'm a tourist, so I'm jealous by nature. However, if I truly deem it as a platonic friendship and it's just someone that has that history, and it's all about sometimes how that friend embraces me. Because there's friends that can be territorial too. Women can be just territorial, period. They can feel like, especially if the guy is the type of guy that's always bringing in new women, they may feel like, oh, you the flavor of the month. You know, and they can act like that. So, I think it goes hand in hand. It's not just the person that is the significant other. How is the friend going to be accepting of me, your woman? And if I'm embraced and I feel like they're trying to truly get to know me and it's genuine and they just are, that their relationship is what it is, that they're really friends and I'm okay with it. It doesn't, I don't have to be um, jealous. I can be okay with that friendship because like I said, I have men of the opposite sex, like multiple guy friends that we still keep in touch. 
and they respect my relationship. So I don't see why that can't go both ways, but it has to be boundaries set in place and rules that you have between you and your partner. And it needs to be respected. I see. I see. Yeah. And and you, you know, you have a a different situation because your man's friends are with you. But for me personally, in, in my female friendships uh, that I have, I don't, have too many you know female friends that i'm super duper close with you know what i'm saying so Mm -hmm. if they are friends they're not here being you know in the military so i don't have phone conversations you know with them often you know it may be a text here and there hey what's going on family good or through you know whatever social media platform but it's not like a reoccurring conversation so i typically even in even if i was in the same place I, i wouldn't do it and it's just off the strength of um, you know, we're just not in the same location. But if we were, I, I think I would want my wife to meet, you know, some of my good female friends. You know, I think it's it's kind of funny and it just reminds me of a situation that kind of is a personal situation because I do believe you and when you're saying it, it all depends on how this friend is introduced and how that is portrayed. You know, my wife is not a jealous person and she's a jealous person at the same time. There's not <laughs> you know what I'm saying? She doesn't she uh-huh. does she does not tell me. Well, Trevor, you can't talk to this person, can't talk to that person. Because you talk to a lot of people. I talk to every damn body. Like, that's, <laughs> I can't even help it. But because I talk to so many, there's been very few people that she like, I don't want you hanging out with her, and I don't want you hanging out with her. And because it's so not common, when she comes to that point, to me, it's like, okay, I'm not going to hang out with this individual because it's obvious there's something about it that that's unsettling to her. Cause like you said, that women tuition, sometimes it can be dead on and she may feel something. And I'm a very friendly person. So sometimes maybe I can be naive and she'd be like, no Trevor, that person has ulterior murder. I'm like, no, that's just my friend. She's like, oh, she's your friend. Right? <laughs> uh huh. So therefore you have to understand that. But then what the funny story of it is, I remember when we first started dating, I remember she came over to my apartment and I had a home girl. Her name was Yancey. And she came in my apartment for the very first time. And Yancey was like on my couch and she was pregnant and she walked in and she looked at me like, what the hell you got? This, how you bringing me over here? And you got this pregnant woman on your couch, but we, we genuinely and really were just friends. But mm-hmm. if that situation, she can see through and see that that wasn't an issue. Therefore, I think it does become where as a man, you need to understand and respect when your woman says, Hey, I don't have a good feeling about this and that due to that to women's intuition. Now me as a, a guy, you know, for my wife having male friends, I mean, you know, I don't know, man. You know, there's always been a double standard. I'm not going to pretend like it ain't. Now I don't know. I'm your friend. What you need? What you need him for? You know, but no, I'm, I tease. But she can have friends whoever the hell she want to be. Because at the end of the day, you can't make nobody stay. You can't. I don't care if you're married, in a relationship, y'all, y'all kissing cousins, whatever you want to be. You can't make that person stay. So I do think there's a big trust issue that goes into it and understanding your partner, like you mentioned before. Right. And then just, I'm very transparent in my relationships. Like I'm open about, there's not really any topic that's off limits. Like I know that people that don't want to talk about previous lovers, how many people they've been with. Like I've had those conversations and I mean, I know guys are like, I don't want to know. Like I don't know who you've been with. Like I'm very transparent in that way. But I think that if you respect your partner's feelings and what they're saying, because I think like you as a man know when your wife is, either operating out of jealousy, operating out of something isn't right. Like she's saying, like she sent something wrong with that. 
and that's why she doesn't want you talking to them, then you respect her feelings and you're going to do like you said you do. You move around. And that's how it should be. Yeah, there's some people who will go to task over a friendship. No, and, like, and, they will lose a relationship. Right. And that's how you know it's something more sometimes when mm-hmm. when they when they're that combative. Like if right now if my wife was like, hey, I don't want you talking to her, this, that, and the third. If it was something, you know, that made her feel uncomfortable i have no relationship with any female (laughs) right now that i feel like i have to pump up my chest and defend like there's nobody out there like if if she felt uncomfortable you know then i'd have to let it go now if she was totally irrational nothing was going on then we had to have a discussion but it still wouldn't be me poking my chest out because you know it still sends the wrong signal you know, I don't think it's a point of poking your chest out. Um, but at the same time, I be want to say, listen, there's really nothing there. Because the worst part is when they when you know and your heart yeah, of hearts you know, and yeah. your soul of souls, yo, there is nothing there. Like, uh-uh, that dog don't hunt. And that assumption that something is there, that can be difficult. But you mentioned something earlier when you were talking, and it actually gives us a great segue about partners before you've been with that partner. Do you think that's that's need to know information? Do you think that's something that you should share with? Hey, by the way, I've been with such and such many people. No, I don't think it's need to know. I think it, if the conversation comes up and you know what's funny, I've been in like maybe three serious relationships in my life, the one including the one I'm currently in. And in each of those relationships, that conversation has come up and it was initiated by the men. And I was just like, why? Like, okay, you're asking me, I'll answer the question. However, I feel like when I've asked the question in return, okay, well, we're talking about this, so I get the runaround. And it's like, well, why you want me to be straight up? And then, but you don't want to be straight up with me. Like, is it a double standard? Because men live in a fantasy. I'm going to tell you to the day I die, my wife, first, second, last, and only. (laughs) <laughs> whether that's the truth or whether it's not, that makes me feel. Yeah, I don't want to have those visions. I don't want to have the nah, vision nah, of somebody you blowing her back out. out. Stop! I don't even want to talk so about why it. Did they, <laughs> why did they ask me? I don't. Like, I don't know. They like they, they they are glutton for punishment. It's a glutton for punishment. <laughs> so when they ask you, they kind of like you know, especially if it's if it's a new I, relationship, you want to know because I I mean. I need to. Get I want to know if I need to step my game up. What you know? What I'm or saying? if I need like, to double bag, I know, need to know what's going on. Yeah, well, you know, some. <laughs> you know, they may need. You know, they may be. You know, stalkerish and may the same thing that you women do, where you look up some things or who they talking to at times. You know, maybe you got guys out there that do that too. And so you know they what? Trying to measure up. And honestly, well, it, it, it can be. You a, know, go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, no go ahead. No, go ahead. You the guest. I was gonna say, and you know that I have been programmed to to know that men feel like you can't be like, I can't be friends because that guy wants me. Like, even though I may say, Oh no, that's my homie. And there's even some exes and I'm cool with it. He still wants you. But I, but I say, but he don't, he don't come at me like that. But I bet you, if you, if you put it on a platter, he'll take it. Oh, you don't even have to put it on a platter. No. And Uh, he will wait in the, he will wait in the background forever. If he, if he your ex, like Cardi B, yep. yeah, for real. If he your ex, I'm telling you what he, you may, he may be ready to strike. So you, I mean, that I think that's the dude standpoint, and that's the way we kind of see it. But then when you got to think about it like this, that dude is asking because sometimes he wants to know, like, okay, like what type of game do I need to bring to this? Because if you meet a young lady and you like, well, how many people you've been with, and she said, oh, I only been with four, you know. 
first off, and I think in today's world, you're going to be like four. Yeah, multiply that it. by like two. Like by 12. <laughs> but, Carry the one. <laughs> right. But then at the same time, is it is it comforting if you meet somebody and say, hey, young lady, how many you been to? I had, I had sex with about 75 dudes. I don't, you know, that's going to throw you back. Now, the reason is when you ask the dude, <laughs> yeah, ask him, hell yeah, you're 75. The devil yeah. is a lie. You need, to, you need to become a nun. Would you have a problem with that if, if, you know what I'm saying? You wasn't married and, and she truly told you her number was nothing crazy like 75, but let's say it was 20, 25. Would you, if, if you was messing with her like that and, and before you asked that crazy question, you just thought she was it. I just can't know anybody. Of, I, I can't know anybody of the but two. But if it's 25, you're going to run into one of them. I, we, we moving. <laughs> you're going to run into one of them. Then in the we city. moving. See, and that's the thing. That's why I don't understand. I mean, y'all obviously didn't, don't care to know before you guys, but it's almost like if I answer that question, am I going to be judged? And you are. And yes. each absolutely, yeah, absolutely. Let, absolutely. Don't make no yeah. mistake about. I it. would judge you. That absolutely. the it's judge, jury, and executioner. So when Horrible. he say how many people you've been with, you just prepare yourself. The glove don't fit. You must acquit. You are on trial. Yeah, I don't keep counting. But, the, that, but see, the be thing my is answer. though, should have said the problem goes the other way. When y'all ask us, a guy's not going to be straight up because I think that's it, it's viewed different. You know, there's a right. point in a young man's life where, listen, the body count is all he think about. Not, right. not it's, it's not about quality, quality, it's about quantity. So therefore, that's that whole stage. And I'm not saying women can't do the same thing because in the world we live in now, listen, women are just as promiscuous as men. I mean, times have changed when you have this this vision of this, the, the stay-at-home mom or the mom. And it, it, it's changed because now between Instagram, Snapchat, Twitter, and everything else, it's like a walking billboard for people. You know, it's, it's a thing called Hot Girl Summer. Huh? You heard of that? No, I, I no, don't know. No, Megan Thee Stallion, yeah, H-Town yeah. here. Hot, <laughs> Hot Girl Summer? Hot Girl Summer. That mean they go out and party if they want to, sleep with a few dudes if they want to, go to work, get their money, get their cash, and do it all song? over again. Is this a song? Yeah, you ain't heard of Megan Thee Stallion? No, and I better not hear it. You Look, hear that wifey? Don't you play that shit? No, no, <laughs> you know. I think I think Jazz been playing some Megan Thee Stallion. You know, uh, you know my, my baby a little ratchet on the low. That's another topic. Oh, don't talk about my friend like that. <laughs> That's another topic, another time. You gonna get that. You yeah, gonna pay yeah. for that one. <laughs> she knows she got a little ratchet in her. She be <laughs> she randomly walks around the house and twerks. She probably don't want no. So you just gonna put that. you just really you gonna, gonna put on you gonna street. put that out there like on our international I like, audience. I like it. I like it. Hey yeah. man, if your wife ain't walking around doing a little um strange for a piece of change for you, then Maybe you shouldn't have married her. She's shaking that ass for cash. Yeah, she's she shaking that ass for cash. Literally. Literally. <laughs> hey, let me tell you, they nasty too. They were trying, she supposed to be in the kitchen cooking over here trying to be fresh. You got company over here. Don't be doing that with company over house. Hey. <laughs> now, nah, that leaves you got the, Sometimes you got to roll up in the kitchen and just squeeze a booty, man. That sometimes you just oh, got And we are veering left. So let me steer this ship right. And in other news. <laughs> so our next question, and I think it kind of ties into what we were talking about. And this is, is it an affair... If you are emotionally disconnected from your spouse and you are emotionally connected to someone else. Hell yeah. Yes. Yes. Do you okay. care to elaborate? Yeah, yeah you got yeah, you gotta you gotta give me something with that one because I, I gotta Well uh, as a woman, I will say this most women are emotional creatures, as y'all know. But I'm saying even with the attachment, like I can't like at this point in my life, I cannot get turned on or be 
anything like if me and my dude are into it, I cannot be intimate with him. So it's all in my my mind and my emotion. So if I start giving that emotion to someone else, I'm going to start looking at that person like I want to give you something more than my emotion. That's how it all started. Starts. It starts in the heart and in your head. Um, it's not always just you go out there. And as, if you know, most affairs and cheating situations don't happen on just some fly by night. It starts with the little things like we flirt at work or, you know, we we flirt online on Facebook or whatever the case may be. That's how it starts. And you typically are getting something emotionally from that other person that you're not getting from your significant other. But but so, you have not act. Nobody's acted on anything. So no I mean, we actions. want to take it to the word. It so, says, so as a man is in his heart, thinking so is he. So if he, the seed starts there, then you're going to eventually water it and it can turn into something. But Ooh, if I'm with someone... Came ready. Do we, do we need to pass our offering plate? <laughs> if, I'm, if my heart is not with you, you already have pretty much lost me. Like if I'm already got one foot out the door, if I'm already entertaining someone else in the way that I used to entertain you emotionally. Like, yeah. You know, I definitely think you're, cor- you're correct. When, when you, when that emotional detachment, when you, if you go with somebody emotionally, it is honestly, in certain cases, it's actually more devastating than physically cheating because when right. you try something in emotionally. Now, when you start talking about the difference between sexes, I believe females are much more emotional people than males. Mm-hmm. Not saying males can't be emotional because there's some dudes who listen, Drake just made a song called in my feelings. I mean, dudes can be emotional. Um, but I do think for females, a lot of things are built and surrounded around that emotion. So when you give up that emotional piece, that person that you're with, you may even still be with them physically, but you just a shell of yourself in that physical act because your mind, your heart, and your soul are not necessarily big. Mm. So I can agree with you. Yeah, that can I can see that. You can cause, be comparing. That, yeah, that could be that can cause some strife in a relationship. So I I would definitely agree. Yeah, and then you know, in the right. words of the great Jehovah Sean Carter. Okay. You know, once a good girl's gone bad, she's mm-hmm. gone forever. She's gone that's, forever. She's gone forever. Yep. And that's that's with emotion. So, you know, and, and that's typically how women cheat is, you know, they're emotionally connected to the, the other uh the other man mm-hmm. anyway. So they don't cheat off of especially if they you know, if they're a faithful woman to begin with. Like it, it starts with emotions and you know, maybe, you know, that that, that lunch buddy, you know, he spends that lunch date with a and ask about her wants and desires and all that ish. And then, you know, from there, yep. it, it, it grows from there. But I definitely feel it, it is cheating. Yeah, I had Keith knows this particular relationship. And he the guy cheated on me. Well, first he had a baby on me. So let's just throw that out there. He had a baby on me. And he, then he cheated on. He completed yeah. a whole cheat. Yeah. Yeah, but see, with that, it was more of a, oh, it was... A, a fly by night type thing. He already had a child with that woman, and it was like a more of a revisit. Like, let me go do a, a drive back through and and mess around her. So he had Debbie, but then and I come come to find out, we I was in the military. For those who don't know, I was in the Air Force, and he was in the Air Force, and we were bases. And I found out while I was deployed that he was cheating back at his base with some girl he met, like not that long after he PCS there. And the way I found out, because I com- I confronted him and he did not admit it, the girl sent me emails he sent her. And it was like songs that he would say to me, like things he would say to me. And it, w- it hurt so much more than oh the baby. Gosh. He was copying and pasting? He was copying and oh. pasting. He was saying stuff like, oh my God, I saw I found a piece of hair in your shower, in my shower, mm-hmm. from when you were last here. Like just very emotionally 
and like just I went and sat inside, you know, your building to give you these letters, like just very, you know, pouring his heart yeah, out. Yeah. And I'm just like, it didn't hurt that much more because I knew that he was giving her. A, it, it's it sounds crazy now saying it out loud with the baby that situation. I felt like okay, that happened because you tripped and fell into some. I don't know if I can say that word, but tripped and fell into it because yeah, the yeah, lady yeah. was laying it out on the platter. You were invested in her emotionally the way that I thought you were invested in me. And that one was, I, you know, I couldn't get over that one. It, so. it's, def- it's definitely a tough situation, man, when you when you get into something emotionally. So, um, and I don't think you can give emotion to multiple people because I don't, I mean, I don't know if you can have that much emotion in you, you know. Right. To say I'm emotionally tied to this person, I'm emotionally tied to that person. I, I don't know how you could possibly do that. But some people. So I mean, what's the know. word for it though for somebody that that pulls those type of stunts to where you're um, mostly connected to several people? You're sending the same a type manipulator. of manipulator. It, it's not psych- not psychotic. It's, it's uh, Papa was a Rolling Stone. <laughs> Wherever he was, a hat. Yeah. So you have to be a sociopath. For me to do things like that, to be able to bounce around to those that many different people, because you know he got caught with one, but chances are that wasn't the only one. You know what I mean? At the oh, time, oh yeah, definitely. So not. for me, it was like, yeah, you got to be a sociopath because you have no feelings at all to be able to to type all of those emotional, you know, one one of one statements to people, and you know, then kind of apply it to everybody. So. So yeah, man, uh, that that that's where it starts the emotional piece, and and then it kind of goes all downhill from there. So especially I would say on the woman's side. But yeah, you know, yeah. with that session now, you know we we're gonna wrap this well, up here. Minute, but we minute, got something left. Listen, y'all, if y'all don't know, here on DS, DSC Don't Sleep on the Couch podcast, we support all business, but we definitely support our fellow black business. And Chanel, if I'm not mistaken, you have a business. Is that correct? I do. I do. Tell me all about it. I have a business here in Houston and it's a franchise. It's called Maui Wowie of South Houston. We do smoothies, coffee, frozen cocktails, and we're embarking on Hawaiian shaved ice. It's mobile. We have a, like a food truck and we come around to different locations and we really good. So y'all should check us out. We're trying to get connected. We cater. We do birthdays, graduations, retirements, promotions. You, I'll pull up at a funeral if you want me to. Do you have? Um, yeah, yeah, you I know. I started it with the, my hey. siblings, so it's veteran owned, yeah, and okay. um, support we've the about vets. a year here in business here in Houston. So, so check us ask, out. How do we on check Instagram, you out? And Facebook is Maui Wowie of South Houston, and Maui Wowie is spelt like the island in Hawaii. Can't nobody spell Not that, so just go ahead and, go ahead and spell it. Spell it for the slow folks, because yeah, I can't spell it. M-A-U-I, Maui, Waui, W-O-W-I, and then of South Houston. All right, all right, good so people. Ladies so ladies and gentlemen, you in the area, hit her in the Houston, South Houston area, hit her up. Like you said, she'll pull up to a wedding, she'll pull up to a bar mitzvah. And she mm-hmm. was joking, but I know she's serious. She even pulled up to a funeral. <laughs> and she also I'll said all the cat, the hosts of the DSC podcast get free items. So when we in Houston, we can just come pull this up. This is too. true. And, and again, true. and again, it's, uh, you know, this is a business by vets. And your brother, did your brother go to the military too? Yeah, he did 10 years in the See, Air Force. There you go. So this is a, a family owned business and it's by the vets. So definitely support the troops. Anything else you got Chanel for us? 
No, thanks for having me. I had a good time. Well, no thanks, for, thanks for coming on. We appreciate having you on the couch. And um, thank you. And we will see you in Houston with all those good stuff at Maui Wowie. All right. Sounds good, y'all. All right, you right. have a great night. Later. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Don't Sleep on the Couch Podcast. Hit us up at DSC underscore podcast on the gram or send us an email at don'tsleeponacouch at gmail.com. Thank you for coming to sit with us. See y'all next week.